0: Hello and welcome to the Tapeworms podcast. My name is Tony Tapeworm. I got Caesar to left me. No you do it. <laughs> hey, hey, hey! And a reoccurring guest. <coughs> He's back again for I think what is this the third time maybe? Wow. Yeah, I don't yeah. know. If, well, recurring we f- guest. Freddie Soltero. Happy to be here. Yeah, yeah. So, our psychology You're expert. You're looking good. <laughs> Are those, is that a new shirt?
1: Yeah, man. I got it for Christmas, you know?
0: Really? Favorite nice.
1: color, red. <laughs>
0: yeah, dude. Red is a good color. <laughs> oh, thanks, man. It's flattering. Cool. So, this is going to be a, an awesome show we got. We're going to talk about some of Freddie's cool stories from his profession. We're going to talk about the music scene and music news. And we're going to talk about life and, uh, the world and uh these crazy fires and crazy yeah there's a lot going on I'm
2: in the world right now there's a lot to talk about
0: mm. so sit back relax, times. and enjoy <laughs>
2: Freddie, I've uh, been hanging out the whole day today. We just wanted to be in each other's company. Cute. <laughs> um, we decided to hit up Popeye's today. And uh, a, lot, a lot of things happen at Popeye's, apparently. you have been f- keeping up with the news. There's always drama there. Fights. And me and Freddie definitely chicken. experienced multiple drama experiences while we were there. Uh-oh. Yeah, man. Want to open up, Freddie?
1: Uh, well, opening up with the homeless guy, dude. We gave <laughs> this guy a buck. And he ended up trying to start shit with the cashier around yeah, I mean, like What?
2: You know, I feel like when you're at Popeyes, bro, like it's kind of, it's expecting, you know, it's dinner and a show. (laughs) Yeah, He he was really nice. He just walked in. He's like, guys, I just, I really want to have, you know, dinner tonight and um, give you guys to lend me a couple bucks, you know? Uh, you guys can help me out. And so, you know, me and Freddie, we're just good guys. So Yeah. yeah. Give him good some Christians. Cash. Yeah, we're yeah. Good Christian Well, you, you're
0: making up for all of the sins you yeah. Yeah. do. <laughs> we're, we're, we're good Jesuit boys. Yeah. Okay, sure. <laughs> uh-huh, uh, so, uh-huh. we,
2: you know, we give him the money, and then Homeboy goes to get some food, and then while me and Freddie are sitting down waiting for our food, we see him, like, banging on the glass. <laughs> the bulletproof glass at that yeah, Popeye's trying you to. You know, the know there's always glass. a story to yeah, why yeah. fucking these... Hood ass <laughs> restaurants got bulletproof glass, bro. Like, and then he's just complaining about his food or something. We're like, oh, bro. God, like, I don't well, beggars
1: know.
0: Beggars can't be choosers.
1: Yeah, man. I feel like he kind of looked at us and felt bad. He's like, oh fuck, I'm making yeah, an yeah. ass of
2: myself. Yeah, he definitely. Because we we turned to look at him because we're like, come on, bro. Like, at least say it nicely. You know, <laughs> like you don't gotta. <laughs> yelled at the poor, like, young kid just working uh-huh. cashier. He saw us staring at him, and yeah. he looked like he's like, oh, damn, like, I look dumb right now. The cashier? No, no, no the, the guy. The, guy the homeless dude? Yeah. yeah. He oh. looked at us, and then he was like, oh, okay. He he toned it down after that.
0: Oh, he, he like, checked himself. He was like, okay. I. Yeah, dude, I,
2: public shame is a hell of a tool. Yeah.
3: yeah.
2: <laughs> there was a guy before that, the guy wearing the Chiefs hat.
3: Yeah, that dude oh, he was so. pissed, man, too.
2: but he was
1: waiting there for, like, half an hour. For That's what he said. He was, was, was there for, like, five
0: minutes. Was it a long line for the chicken sandwich? I mean, yeah, for the most part. Is it somewhat Pretty, died yeah. down or is it still like it's consistent the, the
2: times i've gone the the line definitely went down but today it was definitely a chicken sandwich day
0: yeah <laughs> saturday weekend people but, uh, getting paid uh, yesterday damn
1: yeah man yeah. the evt came yesterday <laughs> <laughs> yeah the, the dude uh <laughs> he was uh <laughs>
3: just just slamming the, the glass
2: <laughs> he he was pissed too and he's the poor kid like too like he was just a little young cashier. It might have been his first day because he Damn. didn't even know how to like use the cash register. That uh, way. He kept on looking back and asking them, like, how do I do this? Um, and then everyone was just giving Sorry, him Sorry, Ray drag, Khan. You yeah. didn't deserve it. Yeah, he didn't. <laughs> yeah. And then another guy slammed his receipt against the bulletproof glass. <laughs> and then he was just like, what's up? Like, he, was just, he was just so
1: oh much drama.
2: God. We're just trying to squabble, bro. Oh, yeah. Jeez. And then that was in the
1: worst of it, man. Like, on our way out, dude, we see this Asian couple walking in and the woman had a mask on one of those, you know, like anti, like the, you know, mask when you got the flu. And
3: yeah, honest to see. God,
1: everyone just turned their head as they walked in. Yeah, everyone like, was a little scared because of the whole, the whole wonder, virus going around. I kind of <laughs> say this shit about the coronavirus these days. I feel like, you know, it's kind of fun. It's almost like it's become a joke to have like the suspicion of anyone who's remotely Chinese. You make these jokes about yeah. like, oh, shit, coronavirus, this and that. Yeah. We're good, though. You know, I'm a Modelo guy myself, <laughs> so I don't worry about <laughs> <What>? it. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> No but yeah, dishes. I mean,
2: I'm scared of myself right now because I've had this cough for the whole week, and and <laughs> I take the train to work every day, so Uh-oh, I feel like if anyone a if that's anyone an can get exposed, it's me.
0: That's a petri dish of diseases yeah. right oh there. God. But
2: uh, I don't know. I feel like it might just be building up my immunity, you know,
0: being in the yeah. train. And well,
2: I always make sure to lick my fingers <laughs> when I get up. <laughs> yeah, well, you should. That's, <laughs> that's make how sure you to clean take it, right. <laughs> that's how you clean your. Hand. You take a deep inhale every <laughs> time you get in the <laughs> car. <laughs> yeah, but I don't know. That that's what else did we do today, Freddie? We had a, a good little date today.
1: Yeah, man, we went to the Crenshaw Mall. Yeah, uh, they, they had falsely advertised a uh, African oh, history, yeah. African art history museum. There was a sign <laughs> that said
2: like African Museum yeah. of Art or something, and we're like, oh, that sounds pretty cool. Let's go Uh-oh. check it out. Let's support the arts and stuff and culture. And we walk towards the side, and, and we just get to a Macy's. <laughs> what? And there was nothing there. Did you tell them about our business venture?
3: That's Sears.
1: So Sears has uh, Two mannequins For the sale of one For like about $50 (laughs) They're
0: actually Selling mannequins Yeah dude. If you guys don't know Sears is going out of business That's (laughs) right
1: So you know Me and Caesar. Sell your uh, stuff (laughs) Well me and Caesar had this great idea of <laughs> repurposing and selling <laughs> them on the internet. Just,
2: just get <laughs> a couple holes, get some like, silicone. <laughs> like I don't know how just much sex dolls
0: go for, but <laughs> I feel like if you can get two mannequins for, for the, the price 50 of one, bucks? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, man, you, you can flip definitely those shits. flip it. Hundred dollars. Well, if you need some quality uh, assurance to try try it out to see if it's <laughs> good, <gonna laughs> you gotta give them the Eskimo break in. <laughs> <laughs> we we also uh, we sat down on some massage
2: chairs. I always I always use those damn massage chairs. I feel like I'm really good with my money, but those damn massage chairs I always end up spending money on them. Is it worth it? Yeah, I love them. It's worth it till
1: it starts fingering your butt. I know. Yeah,
2: <laughs> I told Freddie I'm like, all right, so I want you to be ready because at some point, some little lever comes out of the seat. <laughs> <laughs> and it, like, pokes your butthole. Damn. And so <laughs> he was like, that hasn't happened yet to me. And I'm like, it already happened to me. And then all of a sudden, I hear, uh. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, And oh. then Freddie's like, it happened. <laughs> Something so like you it. Mean, <laughs> I like feel
0: it. so bad for, like, so, like if a kid yeah. goes on that, they get their first uh, oh God. experience from a massage chair. <laughs> so you're that
2: or you're an altar boy. <laughs> yeah, so <laughs> if you ever uh, go use the massage chairs at the Crenshaw Mall, just be warned. <laughs> <laughs> you're yeah. gonna get your butthole poked
0: yeah. <laughs> but back to the coronavirus man <laughs> and all this crazy diseases going on i i saw it last night i was walking out of the studio and it was just crazy uh fog like i thought it was smoke or fog or something it just was like nothing i've ever seen before and then i was like what the heck and then today too i mean you see it walking around it's yeah. like foggy or smoggy and Suze, i was with Suze earlier she was like yeah it's I think it's just the smog. it's like a smoggy day, and it was like, well, it doesn't really get that smoggy it there gets fog this day and age I smog mean, yeah I right? say it the seventies no yeah, more, yeah exactly so so what sort of my idea was was that these fires in Australia I read that they're circling the earth a whole time around, and that these the smoke has pushed finally to California. And that's we're getting the smoke finally. I don't know. I, I I haven't fact checked this, but I don't know. Can you can you, can you mean, relate?
1: If you guys recall, like a few our senior year protest when we were at L M U, like they had the big string of fires in Ventura County and all that. And, you know, the smoke would blow our way. Like it kind of just looked like it was a really smoggy day, but yeah, it was just smog. all that
2: smoke and ash in the air. Well, just just last year, um, there was all those fires. Um, I think in like the Palisades. Mm-hmm. the ones that were like uh, at the getty and stuff yeah um and i remember i, I stepped out of work you know to just kind of go for a walk and then i thought that i literally thought the laboratory next door to ours exploded damn <laughs> because <laughs> it looked like a mushroom cloud over that laboratory jesus and and i guess just relative to how close like i was to the palisades it's, it's crazy how like smoke can travel so quickly yeah. and, and in such strength because mm-hmm. it looked like the, the explosion was next to my work, not all the way over there at the palace. Well, that's
1: the issue with a lot of these wildfires, man. I know in Australia, too, like they just have like the heavy winds just coming yep. in and it just it's what makes it so difficult to deal with them.
0: Yeah, I I was up on a hike in, in uh, Topanga earlier. Beautiful views. But man, I couldn't even see the ocean because the smog was just that thick. I mean, not smog, the smoke. Damn. The smog is
2: stupid thick, right? Huh. Yeah.
0: But beautiful hike. I mean, it was a nice. <coughs> Have you hiked there before? It was our first time. It was uh It was called Skull Rock. Skull Rock in uh up in Tepang. It's like a four-mile little loop Did you see the Skull Rock? Yeah, we, we went all the way to that. A lot of people... Sounds like turn, a villain's hideout. ...turned back <laughs> earlier. But, you know, you can actually go on top of the rock and, like, People s- that don't have the same strength as you and Suze? Well, yeah, <laughs> we... W- I was wearing a sweatshirt, too, and I was sweating, like, a P.I.G. It was just, like, oh, my goodness. <laughs> I, it was kind of warm. Luckily, th- it was sort of early in the afternoon, so the the sun wasn't beating down on us, and only until we hit the, the peak, only yeah. when we peaked. Uh, but it was... Uh, it was a beautiful view des- despite the, the s- smoke, but I, my ankle's kind of sore now. I don't know. I'm getting old. <laughs> um. <coughs> but the corona, <laughs> see, you're coughing, man. It's, you're getting me worried. I, I know. I, I come here so much, I'm like, am I going to get the coronavirus? I mean, there there was just a, a plane crash a couple of days ago Where? in Corona, California, which, oh, you know, geez. just outside of L.A., it's like a few people—five, four, so four, optimistic. five, or six people died—and uh, I saw the people? news. Like a f- like a handful of people died here. We all was that the single engine that went down. It was like f- what
1: was it? Um, Let me what it. was How it like charge. a a passenger plane? It was a single engine plane. Like five people on it. Yeah, it might mm-hmm. have been like a charter flight.
2: No, because I'm really scared of flying, and so l- lately I've been—I don't know if I talked about this before—but I've been reading a lot about like plane statistics, and um. Apparently, the odds of you like dying on a plane are actually lower when like than you
1: getting into a car accident.
0: Well, I
2: like the odds of you surviving are actually higher than dying when you crash in a plane because it's it's like they they're just built to survive it.
1: Yeah.
0: So four people died on a small plane crash in Corona this past Wednesday. Small plane floundered and then crashed during takeoff at Corona Municipal Airport.
2: Yeah. Where's Corona, California?
1: It's like heading towards the Riverside, right? Uh, San Bernardino and all
0: that? I, th- I thought it was I, was.
1: I thought it was like, oh, it was
0: along the 10, 10 East. I thought it was down. My
2: God, could you ever fly again? I just
0: Google searched <laughs> Corona and it's just the beers.
2: <laughs> <Okay. laughs> Do you think you'd ever be able to fly again yeah, if you it, were in a plane crash? Like,
0: East. I, I can't I imagine. I so already am
2: super scared of the I mean, flying like, like,
1: I say it like this. Like, my mom had an accident when she was really young. And I. Like no, no, and you know it's just in relation to like <clears throat> oh. driving the car like she's afraid to get on the freeway like she swears by god like she'll never get on a freeway again like even if it takes your 2 hour trip. For real? She's terrified of getting on the freeway. And I mean it's just it's like stuff like that cuz it just sticks with you for a long time. It's yeah. like even though, you know, statistically I mean we're emotional beings. Emotion takes precedence over logic. So you can throw numbers all you want, but you can't convince someone who possibly
2: survived a plane crash. Yeah, yeah man. They'd I, hate you if they were to die. <laughs> <laughs> and that second plane crash. If like this, <laughs> convinced <laughs> me to get on. Told me yeah. that everything well would be okay,
0: <laughs> and here I am. Yeah, I saw a car crash earlier today. Actually, it was uh on on the the ten west, heading towards, you know, Malibu or to Santa Monica or whatever. Yeah, and man, it was a rear end. Someone had just rear ended a. It was like a Mustang and an Audi SUV, and the Mustang was looked like two kids, just absolutely. The the Mustang was all fucked up, but then the Audi was totally fine, and it, and it's just you hate Who to see it? it. Who got it? Where the Mustang on the front, and there was this crazy like it was like these two kids, basically like two teenage dudes, and then a a older guy, c- kind of looked like a dad in, in, the, in the Audi SUV, and the Audi was totally fine, and the Mustang, old older Mustang was just messed up, but man, I was on the AM radio the other day, <laughs> for some reason, I, I don't <laughs> know, remember why, but I was on the AM radio, and I stumbled upon the crash, like the traffic and crash uh, radio, AM yeah. radio, and dude, it's almost weird how, especially in L.A. when there's so many cars, just how often there's car crashes everywhere. In, I, w- I wonder if the there's a
1: correlation to why there's always so much traffic. Because, I mean, when you have an axle on the freeway, like, you back it up for everybody.
0: Yeah, it, you, it's really conge- it becomes a whole lane you can't use anymore. Yeah. And anyway, it was like nonstop. It could, they could literally, especially on rush hour, you can go a whole hour with a new crash every se- <laughs> single second. And I was like, damn, that's kind of funny how like...
1: LA needs to get better at driving. Yeah, that's
2: the more of the story. <laughs> yeah, I want I want to say that, literally with no statistics, which is my off the top of my head, that most of these crashes can't be like fatal because I mean if you're driving five miles per hour bumper to bumper, like how it's how a badly f- could f- you fender bender make? at most, right? Yeah, but it's just it's just such an annoyance if you get into one of those crashes because odds are you can fender just, bender. Yeah, yeah, like like even if it's not like like it actually bends the fender, yeah. like it's it's just because you crash, now you got to stop and you got to talk, exchange information. It's probably like a lot of crashes where like it's like, bro, like nothing happened. Can we just move on with our lives? Well, but because something happened and we got to do the whole thing. Well, I mean, you
1: don't want to pay for damage you didn't cause, but then you yeah. got to go, you know,
2: first-hand experience working with insurance, man.
1: Insurance is just a pain in the ass when you yeah. get yeah. to mm-hmm. an accident.
0: It is. It just takes a long time. Man. I don't, I don't want to talk about my personal car, <laughs> experience, car crash experience, yeah. but, Man, I've I've had to go through some some uh, insurance is with, and there was no damage involved, but they claim whiplash. I'm like, come on. <laughs> and there was a kid in the. Co- okay, I don't want to talk. <laughs> anyway, child endangerment. Um, <laughs> just ended them. <laughs> so with the coronavirus happening, <coughs> and oh <no. laughs> the, the plane crash in Corona, one can only think is. Is there a conspiracy at play? And, and we 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 love conspiracies on this podcast. I guarantee
1: you, three months from now, the vaccine for the coronavirus is going to be out and about. They're just waiting for more infection. You know, it's going to be oh, preventative measurements because it's getting out of hand. It's, it's you know, I feel like this coronavirus is just like Ebola. Like it wasn't as bad as it seemed to be.
2: Well, let me tell you a conspiracy that I've already been cir- I've already seen circling the internet. Let's, <laughs> let's hear it. And so, um. You know how like China has been having its like its issues with its population and that all those Hong Kong protests and stuff like that. Yeah. And how like they're trying to like increase government surveillance and just mm-hmm. just overall control of the population.
0: Best time to go to Hong Kong right now, by the way, if you're trying to travel. <laughs> Low fares. Um, yeah. A <laughs> lot
2: of a lot of people are saying that <coughs> China released the the virus on purpose, and then they let it get a little bad because at first they weren't like tr- they were kind of trying to keep it hush hush, you know. Yeah. They weren't really uh, shutting down um, travel and stuff like that, especially since Lunar New Year comes up and, and a lot of people are going to travel. Yeah. Um, so people are saying the reason China did this is because in the aftermath, people are going to be like, wow, the government did such a good job. I'm so glad the government is here for us. And then the government's going to try to pass policies to say, it's look. You, you need a, Yeah, to prevent things like this happening in the future, we're going to need a, a lot more uh, powers in the future. Uh-oh. And so what those powers may be, I don't know, but... The powers are going to increase because, you know, there's there's going to be a lot of people afraid of what happens next.
1: Well, Jeez. they just quarantined
2: over 11 million people, right?
1: Yeah, they qu- the
0: whole city city the entire where, province. Where patient zero. Supposedly, yeah. Was. man. I also heard somewhere that if people who are trying to spread the news of that coronavirus was happening, like they that were persecuted, like they. One they,
1: top virologist hasn't been heard from. He yeah. Was like the, yeah. So,
0: you know, it. <laughs> That's crazy. Yeah. yeah. Right? Jeez, like... China's a hell of a country. Where they First they the used the him there?
2: to make it and release
1: it, and
0: now, now they just got <laughs> when he blows the whistle, they yeah. shut... They put a...
1: I
2: mean, is it much different here?
1: Like, look at the whistleblower for the impeachment trial right now. I think whistleblowers are an extinct population no matter where you are.
0: Yeah, or at mm. least dying. Very yeah. dying breed. I mean, That's why. We, it's got to be the, the internet social justice warriors that find out. Yeah. It. It's crazy
2: how, like, in <clears throat> today's day and age, Things can still be kept on the hush hush, you know. Because you ah, you think like, y- like you could just easily plant a recording device, like like device. I mean, like you can really do things like that back in the day, you know. You wanted to keep a secret, like Watergate, like water yeah, yeah, like things like that. Like now it's just like there's a camera. Someone flies a drone. It's just like there's there's so many ways to like cause surveillance. Like someone taps into your laptop, they track your cell phone, things like that. Yeah, it's crazy that conspiracies can still occur. Like, something that I always think is interesting is that kind of shows how, like, crazy it is that things can still be kept a secret is that Coca-Cola has a secret formula for their Coca-Cola and no one knows what it is except for Coca-Cola. That's so crazy. Yeah. How can you keep that a secret even today?
0: I I don't know. I don't... It can't be. Is it a secret or they... It's cocaine, guys. Come on. Yeah.
1: (laughs) Coca-Cola created the crack epidemic of the 1980s.
0: <laughs> that reminds me of uh, that one Simpsons episode or one thing where it's uh, that one author, Thomas Pynchon. And he's like, he's supposed to be the secretive writer, but he's like, he just, it's like, there's all these signs like, he's right here. Like, go ahead. He's right here. If you yeah. Know. I don't know. I don't know what, what that points to, but that's what it just reminded me of for some reason
2: yeah conspiracy theories fellas they're fun they're yeah. fun until so they started proving to be somewhat true. Uh, you haven't heard <laughs> any actually for the coronavirus, nothing like that.
1: I Neither. just this is d- prime time for. I, d- yeah, yeah. I just out.
0: saw coronavirus, Corona, and then like someone get Alex Jones, you know.
1: <laughs> you know, dude, it was. It's kind of clear to me. It's the Modelo company just trying to blight just trying to <laughs> black well, label Corona, corona. itself. <laughs> uh, it's
0: Corona who get gets PR for this, you know. Yeah,
2: that's true. Everyone's thinking about like, I just want to drink a cold Corona now. Yeah, yeah right? suddenly, man.
1: Yeah. You know, <laughs> I have this dude, damn flu book. <laughs> I was
0: I was telling uh, last week uh, how we went to the P.O. Dubs and you got a Corona. I was saying in the podcast and the it next was like day? 7.50 and, and you're like, damn, dude, why are you paying so much for this Corona? But and that uh, cheesesteak you got. Right? Oh, that
1: cheesesteak was <laughs> god awful, man. Jesus Christ. <laughs> yeah. The fuck's a Cleveland cheesesteak? I never want to have one again. Mm-hmm. Um, you think that's how they have them in Cleveland? Dude, I can't even describe what this fucking meat was to begin with, man. <laughs> like you, to pr- saw it, man. Like I thought it was a roast beef slice, but like the fucking chi- oh my god, man, it was just god awful, dude. Like it looked like a looked like some fucking beyond meat that was just like thrown away. Yeah. Like it was a pretty bad fucking sandwich for eleven bucks. Oh hell. No.
0: So you're a couple weeks now into your second semester at yeah. APU, right?
1: It's two of six.
0: Yeah. And you are studying <laughs> 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 clinical psychology. How many semesters
1: is it? Six semesters. Well, okay, okay. Oh, Did you
0: say two of six?
1: Two of six. I
0: like just, I didn't have no idea what he said.
1: <laughs> but like the summer sessions are like eight weeks, so it's not like it's half a 16 week semester. Oh, so it's a three year program? Two year program, two and a half.
0: But you're doing summer?
1: Yeah, so mm. I'll be done next July.
0: Oh, that's, July that's
1: cool. That's, that's quick. But yeah. Um, you know, it's interesting work, man, and it kind of goes hand in hand. Like, right now, I work as a counselor with uh, teenagers, and, you know, it's interesting. I, I often talk about how we weren't teenagers very long ago. Like, we're, most of us are just barely, end, like, barely in getting our comfortable 20s. in our 20s. Early yeah. 20s
0: are the, are the first 33% of our 20s.
1: Yeah. <laughs> we're in the first third of our 20s, so it's like high school was, high school wasn't like this af, this forethought, but, you know, working with these kids, man, it's just... So much has changed in high school since we were there. Like, every generation has its own substance. Like, I feel like a few years ago, like alcohol was a big thing, and then it was marijuana in schools. But like now, it's just like, man, like kids are just opiates. Like one of these kids was telling me they have these things called pill parties, where you go into your cabinet and you just take as many pills as you can to see which ones do something, which ones don't, and it's just.
0: It also depends where where the the high schools are. I I know you dealing mostly with like uh was it valley
1: uh i get clients from everywhere but you know a lot of kids get flown into this program really
0: flown in yeah i've had kids from
1: arizona i've had kids
0: from san diego and and you've noticed that a lot of them are more experimental with pills
1: yeah i mean i was working with one client he you know he was here for an overdose he overdosed on uh, some opiates And he told me he had been using fentanyl, and I was just like, you know, obviously, like, I can't show any reaction to these kids, but it's just, like, in my head, it's like, Jesus Christ, like, fentanyl at 17 years old? It's just how prevalent is this in high schools? And, you know, when we were in high school, man, like, you always had kids smoking pot. That wasn't such an issue, but,
0: Mm -hmm.
1: you know, I think back to, like, Juice World just passed out. They just did his autopsy, and he... Basically OD'd off
0: opiates and a bunch of other stuff. A bunch of shit, right? Because apparently he, he didn't want to get found. He didn't want right? to really get he found, so he just swallowed all of them. Damn. Well, like,
1: that that guy, how old was Juice World? 19? 18? Yeah, he was He's like about the age of these kids. He just
0: turned 19 or something.
2: Wait, so what's the whole story there? with, with I, I didn't really... I never listened so to his music. So Juice
0: World, he his plane lands, private jet lands in Chicago Airport. Apparently there's a lot of substances on that plane. There's pills. There's weed. There's guns. Yeah. And he gets worried. He says, "I don't wanna, I don't wanna get found out. I don't wanna like come them to come find our shit in the plane and me we, we get arrested. I can't go to jail." So he just
1: just downs a downs bunch of pills.
0: All. Downs yeah. it all. Downs them all. Has a seizure in the airport. And
1: just, he there's was DOA. I think when he got to the hospital. Yeah. Damn. Yeah. But yep. it's just like, you know, man, like this kid was nineteen and these kids are like seventeen, sixteen and it's just the prevalency of opiates like Yeah. I don't think we had that when we were in high school, it's, man. Like. It
0: sucks too because it's it definitely trickles down. Like I feel like it, as you see Juice World, I mean he's a he was a figure for a All lot teenager, of a yeah. lot of teenagers and you see that and man, it's just I hate to see it. But it's just in a lot of places we think doctors know everything. They think but we say, hey, they, they're a doctor. I'll take these pills. I'll just, I'll just, you know, oh, these pills make me feel really good. And they're from a doctor. So I'll just yeah, take man, more I have of shit them.
1: going on at home. But these pills make me feel nice, you know? Yeah. It's um, in, in, in my like dad
0: beats my ass, but I take <laughs> these pills and it makes me feel better. Yeah.
2: In uh, general, like counseling programs that you've seen or just from the structure you've seen, does drug education become any part of it? Yes and no. Like, the say no to
1: drugs campaign of, like, the Reagan era, which, like, you know, I look at these school programs and it's still the same old shit of, like, this is just say no to drugs. It's, like, I think there needs to be some more education of... I realize, like, a lot of these kids never see the negative consequences of it. Like, we grew up in the hood. Like, we got fucking crackheads around us. Like, we knew the consequences of drugs, but, like, these kids are just told... No, you gotta get in the mind of a teenager. You're you are naturally wired to be a little bit more risky in your teenage era, during your developmental age of teenage. You're naturally wired because your body wants to have these experiences. So, you know, when you're moving forward, you, you, it's a learning, it's a learning complex. Mm -hmm. So, you know, reckless behavior is kind of wired into you at the teenage brain. And, you know, drug, drug, drug education is just telling you don't do this. You naturally have that curiosity at that but age. But why? <laughs> but why? Yeah. These kids are all looking for an escape. Yeah. Like, no, I'm
2: saying like that's probably what the kids are thinking when they say yeah. like, don't do the drug. And they're like, but why? You know,
1: <laughs> I think it needs to be an honest education of like, look, this is what drugs do to you. Yeah. This is the consequences of it. Don't just tell a kid to say no. You know, that kids naturally going to, at that age, are naturally going to push the buttons. Like, you told me no. Well, I want to figure out why no. And unfortunately, like, it's kind of hard to say no to these hard-ass substances once you've been on them for a while. Yeah.
2: I mean, the reason I asked too, about the whole drug education thing is because, like, let's say Juice World like, he had, I don't know, like, a certain amount, m- certain milligrams of, like, heroin or something. And then he's like, oh, well, I'm just going to, like, consume all this. And have you had any form of drug education where he knew, like, what a lethal dosage is? You know, possibly.
0: <laughs> you know, like it's not that easy it's not that easy
1: though man like you know opiates are not a drug you can just try once and i'll never go back to again but i think you know a fair drug education is telling kids like look at the model spain has where they legalize drugs but then Mm -hmm. it's also like you get education like this is what they do to your body and this is how you end Mm -hmm. up and i mean if you want to change if you want to stop doing drugs we have free rehab Mm -hmm. these kids i only see because they have insurance like i can't tell you how many other kids who's from poor backgrounds who probably don't have any access to, yeah, you know, rehabilitation. So you're kind of just stuck in this feedback loop of, well, no one can help me.
2: Yeah, that's something I was asking myself recently because whenever I drive to work, I see, um, uh, like, a rehab clinic, and then you just kind of see people smoking outside and, like, they're just kind of hanging out. But I was wondering, um, like, if I were to just get super hooked on drugs, could I just show up, knock on the door, and be like, hello, I need help? or would most of them turn there's me away there's some
1: that some offer would free where you can just walk but in. you know they're only so effective because they have such a high population to work with mm-hmm. and you know on the topic of a uh, conspiracy theories um, little known fact uh cigarette companies actually give out tons of free cigarettes to rehab centers hmm. because you know these people already have the tendency to become addicted mm-hmm. so it's just you know in their eyes you're just addicting them to a lesser of two evils
0: mm-hmm. you Do know they offer free cigarettes to yeah yours they're offered free yours? C-
1: no we're strictly no substances like these kids can't have vapes or nothing I mean it's
0: I honestly oh in California it's 21 too and you're mostly dealing with teenagers yeah so it's illegal
1: but it's illegal
0: you can't even have let them smoke if they wanted to
1: but even with adults man like they're giving out free cigarettes like they'll offer like oh you want a cigarette break please lesser of
0: two evils I suppose yeah
1: I mean is it really
0: it's hard to quit
1: yeah yeah um, I mean
0: uh, if 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 you choose if if someone has an addictive personality and they say either be addicted to heroin my whole life or cigarettes, I choose cigarettes what
2: well, yeah. can you I mean, tell me about an addictive personality, Freddie is that a thing or is that a cop out
0: um
1: there's genetic markers for addiction because be addiction in its in its truest sense is a behavior not like um I wouldn't call it a disease it's of not sorts. genetic right? it's not genetic it's genetic in the sense that if your dad was uh, drinking alcohol you most likely witnessed it and you realize that's a behavior that's reinforced in your household so it becomes okay in your head mm-hmm. but I mean addiction isn't always substance like you got people addicted to sex like sex addiction is a, is a real thing and you know there's always a there's always a backstory to it like a lot of these people who had sexual trauma as it so in their head it, it becomes miswired and miskewed you have people addicted to pornography you have people addicted to gaming because it just it, it, the addiction as source is just you get this rush of dopamine you don't get from like regular life you mm-hmm. know, and you get it on tap at w- when you want, you get it as much as you want as much as you don't want you kind of control it, and that's the main that's the main core of addiction it's, you know you in the beginning you may be able to control it but eventually it controls you.
0: It's weird because we are a culture especially today where we're the most technically the anxious depressed. M- in ever right and yeah. you can't help but wonder and this isn't even a conspiracy that if it's sort of the culture that's of marketing and business and saying hey be as a d- we it helps us this business if you are addicted literally addicted to it like, it, it doesn't have to be a c- cigarette company it's literally all companies that yeah. say hey if you're monthly subscribed it, like netflix you know if <laughs> and yeah. literally any company uh, yeah you say hey if we like if you are addicted to us. We're gonna offer you the most addicting things, and I can't you help but wonder if this is if if addiction is sort of a a uh, side effect of of capitalism.
1: I mean, how do fast food joints stay open, man? You're always craving a McDonald's.
0: You're always craving a Popeye's I, chicken sandwich. Literally, Taco Bell dollar cravings menu. I'm it's craving. I literally was at Taco Bell like uh, the other <laughs> day, and I was like, man, I. Just want, like, all these cheap food for scratching less than like $5. And, yes, <laughs> and they they give you all that. They load it up with the cheese and the beans and the meat. And it's like, man, this makes me feel happy for, you know, the time I'm eating it. Yeah. And
2: then you're depressed again.
0: And then I'm depressed again.
2: Yeah. It's a wild world, fellas.
0: Yeah.
1: It's, it's kind of tragic, man, how we uh we built up an economic system around... Uh, the vulnerabilities of people, I think. What isn't built and around especially our vulnerabilities? Especially when it's a teenager. Especially when yeah. it's a
0: teenager and they're so young and impressionable.
1: That's the thing. Like Your brain isn't done developing until 25. So you used to have a malleable oh brain God. to your 25 <laughs> years yet? old. So you know, once you turn 25, whatever habits you've developed, you're most likely going to follow you to the rest of your life. And you know, after 25, it's kind of hard to rewire your brain. So all you listeners under 25 make the most of your youth. <laughs> so
0: what do you see as the one crucial factor that could sort of change how we s- look or how we how we change the current culture. I know it's a tough question, but oh right, j- the culture f- as a whole or or from from teen from the teenagers you've been working with. What do you think is the one thing whether it be from an educational perspective or something else that that you see and you could see hey if if we, if we can make a change as a culture to help these these select patients select it can make population. Make it, it can make the world a better place.
1: You know, man, at the at the heart of this issue is these kids are crying for help. And unfortunately in our current culture, that cry for help is often heard answered by substances. You have kids with broken homes and even kids with two parents at home, like there's just there's parents who just aren't active in their kids. You know, they're busy with other things, they're busy on their phone. Oh my god. You know, there's a lot of parents I see just spending time on their phone. And you're neglecting your kids, and you know, ideally, a kid's first source for answers and a point of reference is always going to be their family because that's the first system you're growing into. And unfortunately, when that that system doesn't answer the kid's issues, like if the kid's call, asking for help, he's calling for help. If the parents don't answer it. Unfortunately, you have you know you got man, like look at the cigarette company with how. How many kids are vaping nowadays, man? I see kids with jewels and all that, and it's just—you have these issues, man. Well, nicotine makes you feel great, so it really begins in the families, right. and I think that's
0: what—that's what it seems like you're getting at. Like, you have parents who are uh, workaholics, addicted to work, for God. who
2: addicted
1: to everything. Yeah, <laughs> everything's who, addicting.
0: Who man. are unable to absent? Their, yeah, they're absent, and they're unable to help their addicted children. Yeah, and let's take a quick break and see you on the flip side. (laughs)
3: All
0: right, so we are just about a week away from Super Bowl 54, is it? 54? I think it's 54. I have no idea. Against the San Francisco 49ers, my hometown team. Versus, Well, not my hometown. All of a sudden. All I, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm rooting for Raiders him for sure. Raiders bandwagon jump. And then against the Kansas City Chiefs. His other hometown. <laughs> my other hometown. I have a Chiefs jersey too. <laughs> but uh, I'm definitely looking forward to the game and all the fun Super Bowl all festivities. Yeah, it's going to be a good time. I love making food. I love the Super Bowl for the food.
1: You know yeah. what? I'm just excited the Patriots aren't in this for the first time yep. in god knows how many
0: fucking years. Yeah, <laughs> seriously. It's crazy cuz the Niners were so bad last year and they're back. They they came out of nowhere. That's what your defense does. Yeah. And Jimmy G, man, man dime. And yeah. good coaching. I'm really
2: excited that like like you're saying the Patriots are the Patriots aren't in it and it's just like fresh faces in the Super yeah. Bowl, you know? Yeah. Mm. Patrick it Patrick makes Mahomes it more sense. Like if the Titans were in it too, that would be really cool, you know?
0: Yeah. Titans were yeah. But I think this is, like, one of the best offenses in the game, and the Chiefs versus one of the best defenses. Yeah. Oh, and I'm so excited. Yeah. Yeah, so it's in next – it's Sunday, February something. February 2nd? Yeah. Yeah, so it's coming up. and it's then started. Yeah, so I'm rooting for so the Chiefs. You guys got any picks?
1: I got Chiefs. Oh, really? I'm surprised, man. I thought about you, you were rooting mine? for the Niners.
0: Wait, why did I say Patriots? So what? Patriots you or said Chiefs? Chiefs. I said Chiefs? Yeah. Yeah. I s- I meant Niners. I'm That's sorry. That's a Freudian slip. He really, he's really. Good. <laughs> he's really cheering <laughs> for the Chiefs. Now the Chiefs are good. I, you just you just
2: sound like such a bandwagon
0: right now. <laughs> I meant Niners. I swear. <laughs> God damn yeah. it! I, I gotta quit. Let, let
1: let's address the elephant in the room here and say. That the Niners are only in the Super Bowl, not because of Jimmy G's efforts. Jimmy G does not deserve to be in the Super
0: Bowl. Yes, he does. He's no. a great quarterback. It's, he does what he, we, he does. Are, his job. He does are his we job.
1: going off stats here? I mean, the no, run game has been... Off,
0: we're going off wins. He's good at handling okay, the ball
1: off. The run, the run game has been amazing. The defense has been amazing. Jimmy G at, behind the center has been ass. Let's be honest here.
0: Hey, if you want to go to stats, too, he has one of the best passer ratings in the NFL and he does his job. Sure, he throws a few picks. However, he does his job, and he's led the team to a 13-3 and season with a lot of injuries. Yes, the, he, the running backs have been hurt sometimes, but also the, the the defense has been hurt. The wide receivers has been hurt, but he's been a mainstay and a constant. But that's what
1: I mean. Even the secondary, secondary has been consistent. You have a great defense in the 49ers, but I don't think Jimmy G deserves to have the credit for carrying the Super Bowl. I think... The defense and the running game has carried the su- the 49ers as far as they went.
0: There's been some games where Jimmy G really lights it up in, but in the But that's what I have games.
1: to say. You look at how the Chiefs dealt with Derrick Henry last week. I, I'm i excited to see how they handle the running game for the 49ers.
0: Yeah, we'll see. Because a lot of that stuff with Derrick Henry, it seems to be like he's just, it's just all him and the O-line just like does it a you little wanna bit. You guys want to put some money on it? I'm so down so down let's
1: have a little super bowl let's have a, a score for yeah squares All squares <clears throat> All right. what we'll do we'll it?
0: make one after the after we s- are done rolling anyways um, but yeah uh super bowl coming up
2: uh we're going to watch 1917
0: s- yes but also <laughs> the, it's crazy time for football because we talked about the Aaron Hernandez documentary yeah. a couple weeks ago that's a crazy doc but
2: man, I just watched it today.
0: Oh really? Yeah. What are your thoughts?
2: Uh, I I I remember hearing about this whole thing because it's not that far away. Um, it happened like in 2017. Yeah, we're right?
0: not we're not very removed from it. Yeah. God Forever, Heron Hernandez is still a meme. But yeah. I mean,
2: we're still seeing it now, man. Like, look at Antonio
1: Brown for God's sake, man. He's gay too. No, <laughs> I don't know about gay, but I mean, no, so yeah, he's, he, he's, he's
2: not just, all there. No, I know. Yeah, he's just a uh, drama. He's a drama queen. But
0: got, it's crazy how you eggs. can see the whole the whole story of Aaron Hernandez. Like, yeah, I don't really know where Antonio Brown went, where he comes from, or what his background or anything is. But just to see a guy from Connecticut, just a a kid from Connecticut named Aaron, mm-hmm. <laughs> get into yeah. this life of of crime and and just become an uh, an actual serial killer.
1: But that's you know it. It's, but also,
0: he's a great football player. And it's, he has a Super Bowl touchdown. It's not him
1: necessarily. It's you know CTE man. Like you, it, these kid, these guys act like they have dementia. It causes all these personality changes. Like they're just not themselves. I don't think, you know, Aaron Hernandez at any point in his life was, ready to murder someone. But I think you know that brain damage just yeah. inhibits you. That
0: coupled with his background, <coughs> coupled with his repressed sexuality. Yeah. Um, just is a recipe for disaster, for disaster, murderous disaster. Yep. And, man, so CTE is a hell of a drug. C- you know, CTE as a
1: whole, man, it's, I had this theory that, you know, going off addictions, it's, they, with boxers, they used to have this thing called punch drug syndrome where these guys, you know, these guys, they live for the fight. They live for the adrenaline rush of just getting punched in the face and punching back. And you start, I wonder if it's the same thing with these footballer guys. You know, once the CTE starts kicking in, I wonder if they, those parts of their brain that cause some inhibition that try to tell you otherwise, they get shut down. And these guys just, it's almost like an addiction to them. They just keep living for just getting hit over and over without any regard for what's going on with themselves.
2: Yeah.
0: You've never played football, have you?
2: No, I played rugby, though.
1: Well, that's an interesting thing too. You you don't you haven't heard any cases of CTE with rugby players,
2: mm. just broken jaws. Yeah, <laughs> yeah.
1: But, but at least you
2: know. It's, I think psychological, just mental trauma, is definitely, you know, at least if I suffer some sort of game-ending I- injury in rugby, at least I still have my sanity. You yeah,
0: know, seriously. yeah, seriously. There was a c- couple times on the Lax field where I, I don't know if it was a concussion happened, but it was <laughs> definitely a. Kind of a little hit. I know it's running hard. It's a big hit, but luckily it's not like tackle. You're not supposed to bring them to the ground. Yeah. I've played lacrosse basically all my life, and luckily, You're no. You're still all there, Protus? I think I'm still all there. What do you think? You th- have, have any saying? repressed sexuality? Uh, <laughs> you have any homicidal I tendencies? I hope not, know? man. I hope not. But I, <laughs> I, uh, I can see <laughs> in a lot of contact sports that, especially football.
1: How, how old was Aaron Hernandez?
0: He was in his twenties, twenties, like, 20s. 20, Tw- like probably our age. Yeah, was, he was, He he joined the NFL. He was drafted by the Patriots when he was nineteen, 20, right? Nineteen or twenty? Yeah. God. Because he, Florida didn't want him back. He was and like, he played three years. Yeah, something like that. For
1: the Patriots, I thought he was on it longer. No, just for three Yeah, years just
0: then. a few years. And h- him and him and Gronk were going to be like the dynamic duo. The boys, duo. yeah. But I mean, and yeah. it just all went to shit. But I mean, yeah. just look at
1: that onset, man. Like three years in the NFL cost him that. Mm. Jesus
0: and they signed him to such a big contract he had a nice house yeah. outside of Boston man and they say they speculate man if he went to a different team like yeah. further from his house maybe from his hometown wouldn't have hung out with the
2: same crowd yeah done his own thing cleaned up his act
0: yeah you yeah, know I just I would look
1: at it from a physical aspect of it's just what's going on like with all those blows <coughs> to the head like what's going on with those structures that's just inhibiting him from making you know the first thing to go when you have CTE is like your mm-hmm. your cortex, like your higher judgment part of you. That's the first thing to go. So, you know, him making these decisions to hang these decisions to hang out with these people and just act on the what he was acting on is just. So I see it more as a manifestation of
0: what well, this is sort of I think leading to. I was listening to a Malcolm Gladwell podcast. He's an author. Uh, he has an uh, episode about football, and there's been even the, not just NFL players, but a few college players, too, have committed suicide after from playing football. And, and they check their brains to have CTE. You look at Junior Seau, too. Yeah, Joe. Oh shot himself in the chest because, you know. He knew something was up. Yeah, so he wanted to check his brain. But anyway, do you think, and I think I'm leaning towards this, too, in, in maybe 100, 200 years, we'll see football the way we see Ancient barbarian uh Roman Coliseums of just fighting in the in to death in the middle of a Coliseum.
1: Seen as a blood sport?
0: Yeah. We think now, oh, you can't you can't just do this to people. Like you can't squit football. It's a national pastime. But it so is it for the Romans too. Yeah.
2: Well, I mean boxing box <laughs> is definitely gonna
0: look like that.
1: Look at Ali, man. Like <laughs> poor guy from his Poor guy couldn't even talk though when he was on his way on on his deathbed. Just, Parkinson's hit him bad, and it's just you just see all that trauma to the brain. So I think, yeah, you know, we look at the hundred years that we had the NFL so far, and look at the transition of it. <coughs> nothing much has changed since we had the mm-hmm. Leatherheads going at each other with no face protection, and just leather right. helmets. Right. Yeah.
0: And uh, and like boxing. the UFC too. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, uh, UFC is the most like that's people have literally died from that. So. What? Let's see where Chuck fails yeah, at. Yeah, we'll few see. Years. Cause like, if the market, if people like to see it, what's what's stopping America from wanting to keep,
2: keep? Yeah, and I think even too like, it's it's, like, what's stopping the participants? Cause like, if one day you know they tried to ban football, and I you know trained to join the NFL my whole life, and I was actually getting a contract, I think the individual might say I'm willing to Is risk it, the yeah. CTE. Exactly. Like so. Short
1: life
0: of glory. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's. So
2: there's a chance I might not get it. There's a chance I will, but I got a forty million dollar contract, mm-hmm. and that's and not my chance right I now. Got a f- I'm getting that contract. I got a family contract. to
0: feed. I yeah. Got, yeah, exactly. I mean, when you say
1: it like that, dude. When they did this, they did a exam of 111 br- guys' brains in the NFL. Only one guy, 110 guys had CTE. Only one guy had no cases of it.
2: Mm-hmm. It was the kicker.
1: It was. <laughs> no, even a kicker
0: had CTE, man. Really? That's what's incredible. He yeah. has to tackle too. He has to tackle sometimes, d- you know. He has to tackle,
1: he gets tackled sometimes. Yeah. And I mean, you know, unfortunately, that guy isn't as built as the other guy, so he's taking a he's taking a heavy blow. Yeah. But
0: Hate to see you it. know, I, I, you I, I
2: see uh ads on like Instagram sometimes or just Facebook when I'm scrolling of like I've seen it a lot of times already. Um it's just an ad from the NFL and then it's like this one like engineer guy. Um, you know, showing himself, analyzing, you know, football plays and stuff like that. Yeah, and they're yeah. like, here's this guy. He wants He's to make IBM, the... Anim- yeah. He's from IBM yeah. Analytics. Yeah. Yeah. He's making football safer. And, like, they, it looks like they're really trying to change his image before it gets out of control. Yeah. <laughs> Especially well, with this whole documentary. The fact that we're talking about this right now is literally because of the documentary. Yeah.
1: Well, when you look at it like this, too, man, it's like comparing it to rugby. Rugby has ne- zero to no equipment, if I'm right. There's no safety equipment in rugby. Unless you maybe have shin guards like they do in soccer, but. Sometimes there were helmets, no? No. Yeah, I think,
2: uh, I forget which position, but like one of the guys in every team head. is usually has like a little leather the cap. Little leather cap. Yeah.
1: <laughs> but you know, look how much equipment the NFL guys have. And I feel like that gives them the, they feel safe enough to do these hard tackles. Whereas in rugby, if you tackle a guy the wrong way, it hurts you as much as it hurts the other guy. So, yeah. you know, you get that reinforcement. like, I can't tackle like that because that hurt me. Mm. Whereas, you know, look at Montez, look at set when he hit A.B., man. Like, he didn't look like he got his bell rung, but A.B. was out cold. Yup. So, you know, you, you can make, the, give me the world's safest helmet, but at the end of the day, you're still ringing your brain in there, man. You think
2: uh, NFL touch football would be as popular?
0: Fuck no! Hell, of course not, <laughs> man. But you know, you know we what, love we, it, to see the blood sport of it. Like, it's like it's like why we like to see boxing. Yeah. Well, you
1: know, it's interesting you brought up the comparison to the gladiators. The gladiators, like they risked their lives, but they had a lot of reward, man. Like you yeah. look at the guys now with their contracts and how much money they have. It's yep. not much different than the gladiators. So you know what? If they're game for it, who am gladiators! I to tell them no?
2: Yeah, yeah. It's kind of it's kind of sad too. Um, I guess. Maybe, like, in today's day and age where, like, let's say you're a football player about to enter the draft, you you now know, you're a lot more aware of, you know, the CTE and things like that. Mm-hmm. And then who's to say that these, you know, these players, they get that contract and then they think about, like, the physical issues they could face down the line. And, and it's kind of sad because they're going to be like, oh, I'm willing to risk it all, you know. Yeah, it's, man, it's, I mean, it's like you kind of have no option.
1: A gladiator willingly entered the arena knowing yeah. he would possibly be eaten by a lion. What's the difference between a NFL rookie going in knowing well, my brain was turn a al- mush?
0: Look at all the players that are retiring early. Andrew Luck, all these, the, that Chris Borland, the yeah. linebacker. And as I was watching this three-part doc with Suez, I, t- I was saying, it was almost like I was calling the scenes before they happened, like, I told her how, you know, there's a lot of people who are retiring. And then right after that was the scene. It was like, yeah, I had to retire after one or two years in the NFL because I just knew it wasn't good for my body. And that was like, it's just so sad because it's, you train your whole life for it and you yeah. get one or two years. And sure, it could set you up for life. But then you still you know, either have to be I, involved. I'm trying to
1: th- I, w- I was talking to my sister about it, like, honestly, I try to tell her maybe get my nephew out of that, man. It's not worth it.
0: Really? How, how long is he He's playing going already? into his freshman year
1: of high school, so he's going to start playing in high school, but it's just like, it's not worth it, man. When I was playing soccer, that was when they first started. Up until the age of eight, you weren't allowed to hit the ball. So it was like a penalty up until eight because they didn't want you to start heading the ball when you're so young because, you know, you,
0: you're ringing your <laughs> yeah. brain. It's probably why the U.S. sucks so much. At yeah, soccer. that's definitely why, dude. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we made them really soft, but. You need yeah. a tiny bit of CT. Yeah. <laughs> but, um. <laughs>
1: you know it's just you see this man like it's easy to it's easy to it's easy to see like well that's just a guy in the nfl but at least for me like i see my nephew my brother quit playing in college but he that was a different injury but you know even he's telling my ne- my sister he's like you know we don't really want him in this like you see how bad it's getting it's not they're not really changing much mm-hmm. it's not worth it yeah i mean
2: there was I, this uh well there was this one part of the documentary that had me a little shook when uh they were talking about, I think, about the Wisconsin <coughs> football team, uh, like University of Wisconsin, yeah. and how all the guys were lined up with their booty cheeks out, um, getting ready for their painkiller shot. Oh, yeah. And I was like, holy crap. Like, even at that, like, at least my understanding of CTE up until this point was, uh, you know, you play football, you, you retire from the NFL, or you retire from college, and maybe when you're 50 or 60, you start developing symptoms. And at that point, it's like, oh, I guess, well, you're a little older. You're going to develop some symptoms of something, yeah. you know. But mm-hmm. it, it's crazy that a lot of these college students were already taking painkillers because their bones were already rattled. Yeah. Yeah. You know, they're already getting headaches and, and they were already using painkillers. Nice
0: shot of oxy <laughs> up the ass, dude. Yeah. For yeah. <laughs> no, that's, that's another huge part. Of it. And it's crazy how Aaron Hernandez was just such a big weed addict, you know. Yeah. He's like smoke every day. Like nonstop, and you know maybe that for maybe it's just a Pat's thing, man. Yeah, no, it's like <laughs> Josh Gordon. There's that one quote from. his, like, he's like, weed and what is the whatever the drug, to, to damage... what was the? I I, I remember what you're talking Dimitrol? about. That for that. Uh, yeah, I forgot. Whatever. the think it was Dimitrol. not Demetrol, but it was whatever the the painkiller was in the, the doctor Trainers have yeah. Yeah, it's like th- that's all you need: weed and this painkiller. That's
1: what they gave Aaron Rodgers, man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah <laughs> dude, yes. Like
0: lit. Oh my God. Yeah, but yeah it's just too bad how i mean it seems like the theme of this is addictions of this of this podcast
2: yeah addictions and capitalism (laughs) (laughs) like uh rage against the machine they're fighting for us Mm -hmm, the band exactly even though they're playing at coachella yeah yeah i you know what i uh (laughs) i saw a post on the internet the other day um and it it was a a lot of people going after rage against the machine Say like, why the hell are you guys gonna play this? Like, what the hell is your problem? And I didn't see any responses by them, but they I'm actually pretty hopeful ago, right? that they're gonna. <laughs> they played twenty years ago. Yeah,
1: they w- they played at one of the first Coachellas back in '99. I didn't know that. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
2: But uh, I'm ho- I'm hoping they make some sort of political statement. That'd be kind of funny.
0: Well, let's yeah, yeah, make a total subversion of it. You know, that's that's the real name of it. And I saw a lot of people when they posted about on their Instagrams, love the artist. They would. They wouldn't allow comments, so people wouldn't be able to say like, yeah. why are you uh, supporting a this festival where?" Dude, the they're infiltrating owner the machine to rage against the machine. Boom! <laughs> Couldn't have said it better myself. <laughs> um, we did say we we're gonna see 1917 earlier, and we will. But oh, we side. also saw Parasite last week. Yeah, and
2: we went on our boys' date.
1: I no, watched it for on the on second time. I heard
0: a lot about that movie. It was Sir and I's second time seeing it. Oh, okay. So it must be something. Yeah. Yeah, and we both really liked it. Ramon can make it tonight. He'll, he's he's he uh, got the day off. <laughs> That's why we have Freddy no paid vacation though. Yeah, but we maybe we'll hold off on it till we get Ramon back. Yeah, because we're
2: gonna do th- the movie club on Thursday,
0: right? Yeah, we'll do. Movie Are we club still gonna then?
2: talk about Two Hundred Pounds of Beauty?
0: Oh, I still haven't watched that. <laughs> you got to watch it. Weird. Okay, well, I'll, I'll watch it between now and then. Yeah. All right.
2: Um, so, yeah. listeners, remember to watch 200 Pounds Beauty. We're going to talk about it on yeah. Thursday.
0: Oh, and then I also wanted to say, too, if you're still listening, <laughs> we have shirts available on our website, tapeworms.bandcamp.com. We still have pl- lots of shirts, a few, actually. We don't have that many, but we have a few limited edition Tapeworm shirts, they're like the thank you bag design. You can get them on our web store. That's tapeworms.bandcamp.com. We have a few tote bags left as well. If you still would like to support us. And if you love us, please show, uh, show a little support. We're also
2: selling a jar of all of our spit. <laughs> um, <laughs> but due to shipping... Uh, <laughs> the Department of Transportation and Shipping Hazards. Um you have to come pick it up from us.
1: Dude, the tapers are about to be convicted of a crime, through DNA yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well any anything you'd like to say, Freddie, as we are wrapping up this edition of the show? Uh,
1: not much. Just always happy to be here, always happy to have a platform to share and learn. I think it's an equal exchange of information. I hope the listeners get out as much get as much as I get out of you guys that As you guys get out of me.
0: Oh, yeah. I get a lot out of you. (laughs) (laughs) For sure. And as we wrap up, we always have the guest of honor choose a song to fade out as we... To fade out. So what song would you like to... uh, There's
1: this one song I showed... uh, Yeah. I got the the thumbs up from Caesar. There's this one song called uh, Cancion de Pop de Amor by this band called Cariño who's performing at Coachella. They're this... uh,
2: Trio of girls from Spain. Yeah, just like a little indie rock band from Spain. Yeah.
1: So the song is called um um
2: cariño, right? Well, the band's called Cariño. The
1: song is called "Canción de Pop," "Canción de Amor de Pop," basically pop love song in Uh English.
0: Cool, cool. Well, here it is. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Tape Rooms Podcast. And remember, keep, keep it worthy. worthy.